0: Grace, mercy, and peace are yours from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Welcome to a sermon podcast from Salem Lutheran Church. For more information, please stay tuned at the end of the sermon. Our first lesson for this seventh Sunday after Pentecost is found recorded in the book of Isaiah, chapter 66, beginning at the 10th verse. Rejoice with Jerusalem and celebrate with her, all you who love her. Share her joy with her, all you who have been mourning over her, so that you may nurse and be satisfied from her comforting breasts, so that you may suck and find delight from her milk-filled breasts. Yes, This is what the Lord says. I am ready to extend peace to her like a river and the glory of the nations like an overflowing stream. You will be nursed. You will be carried on her side. And you will be bounced on her knee. Just like a man whom his mother comforts, in the same way I myself will comfort you. And you will be comforted concerning Jerusalem. Then you will see, and your heart will be glad. Like grass, you will receive new strength, right down to your bones. Then the Lord's hand will be known to his servants, and his fury to his enemies. This is the word of the Lord. Our second lesson is found recorded in St. Paul's letter to the Galatians, chapter 6, beginning at verse 1. Brothers, if a person is caught in some trespass, You, who are spiritual, should restore such a person in a spirit of humility, carefully watching yourself so that you are not also tempted. Bear one another's burdens and in this way fulfill the law of Christ. If someone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Let each person test his own work, and then he will take pride in regard to himself and not his neighbor. For each man will bear his own burden. Let the one who is taught the word share all good things with his teacher. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. To be sure, whatever a man sows, he will also reap. Indeed, the one who sows for his own sinful flesh will reap destruction from the sinful flesh. But the one who sows for the spirit will reap eternal life from the spirit. Let us not become weary in doing good, Because at the appointed time we will reap, if we do not give up. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, and especially to those who belong to the household of faith. But far be it from me to boast, except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me, and I to the world. In fact. If Christ's circumcision or uncircumcision does not matter, what matters is being a new creation. Peace and mercy on those who follow this rule, namely, on the Israel of God. This is the word of the Lord. We read from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 10, beginning at the first verse. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them out two by two ahead of him to each town and place where he was about to go. He told them the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. So ask the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest field. Go your way. Look, I am sending you out as lambs among wolves. Do not carry a money bag or traveler's bag or sandals. Do not greet anyone along the way. Whenever you enter a house, first say, Peace be to this house. And if a peaceful person is there, your peace will rest on him. But if not, it will return to you. Remain in that same house, eating and drinking what they give you, because the worker is worthy of his pay. Do not keep moving from house to house. Whenever you enter a town and they welcome you, eat what is set before you. Heal the sick who are in the town and tell them, the kingdom of God has come near you. But whenever they enter a town and they do not welcome you, go out into its streets and say, even the dust from your own town that clings to our feet, we wipe off against you. Nevertheless, know this, the kingdom of God has come near. I tell you, it will be more bearable for Sodom on that day than for that town. Whoever listens to you listens to me, and whoever rejects you rejects me, and whoever rejects me rejects the one who sent me. The 72 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. He told them, I was watching Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Look, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will ever harm you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names have been written in heaven. This is the gospel. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for consideration is found recorded in the gospel of Luke chapter 10 beginning at verse 1. I will not be preaching on the entire words that we, had, that we heard uh, read from the lectern. We're going to consider the words of verses 1 through 9 as well as verse 16 and those are the verse, verses I will read at this time. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them out two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. He told them the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. So ask the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest field. Go your way. Look, I am sending you out as lambs among wolves. Do not carry a money bag or traveler's bag or sandals. Do not greet anyone along the way. Whenever you enter a house, first say, Peace be to this house. And if a peaceful person is there, your peace will rest on him. But if not, it will return to you. Remain in that same house, eating and drinking what they give you, because the worker is worthy of his pay. Do not keep on moving from house to house. Whenever you enter a town and they welcome you, eat what is set before you. Heal the sick who are in the town and tell them, The kingdom of God has come. Whoever listens to you listens to me, and whoever rejects you rejects me, and whoever rejects me rejects the one who sent me. This is the word of the Lord. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, when I was going to school to be trained to be a pastor, more than one of my professors would always say, Don't overlook the small words. And that was certainly true in the Greek language. It was certainly true in the Old Testament Hebrew language. But it's also true in English. When you read the English translation, always watch for those small words. Because the honest truth is, the small words can speak volumes. Take, for instance, the very Great Commission itself go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. My ears immediately hear go make disciples, and since he's talking to disciples, he's saying, disciples, go make more of yourselves by baptizing and teaching. But don't overlook that word go. Go does not mean they'll to you. Go means you get up and go to him, them. You go and move when it comes to making disciples. And it was that very word go that Jesus used for the 72 disciples that were going out doing mission work ahead of Jesus going from town to town and village to village preparing for the coming of the Lord. He said go. And the word that he used in go has the idea and the meaning of do it in haste. This is urgency type go. And in fact, the very verb itself is in the present tense emphasizing the fact, continue to go and don't stop going. So this go doesn't mean one and done. And where were they going? Yes, they were going from towns and villages Um, as Jesus was preaching and teaching, but in this particular case, they were actually in a brand-new mission field called Samaria. Jesus had, not too long ago, sent out the 12 to do missionary work, and now he's sending out 72 disciples, telling them to go two by two as, as they went preaching and teaching. But as soon as you heard that word Samaria, That should have pricked your ears. The Jews and the Samaritans did not get along. They did not like each other. Remember, the word that the Jews always called the Samaritans, they called them dogs. And this was not in the original language. The word for dog is like your household pet, which you love dearly. No, this is the street dog. This is the mutt. This is the dog that goes through the garbage. This is the dog you hate and can't stand. And that's how they referred to the Samaritans. And the Samaritans, oh, they didn't like the Jews either. In fact, it's been generations after generations after generations that they continued to hate each other. But now Jesus is doing mission work. And what is interesting is, it's not surprising to us when we hear that they may not be accepted, in some of the homes, in some of the towns, and in some of the villages. If that is the case, then move on to the next one. But if they do welcome you in, then stay at that house. Eat what is put before you, and be gracious what they give you. Along with all this, Jesus also made a command that seems very strange, certainly unique said this, Do not carry a money bag, or a traveler's bag, or sandals. Do not greet anyone along the way. Don't take a money bag, your wallet. Don't take a traveler's bag, your luggage. Don't take sandals. I would take those words as meaning extra sandals because you would have to assume then that he's asking them to go barefoot. And then he says, don't greet anyone along the way? Isn't doing mission work always involving friendship evangelism? That's what we call it today. Why would not why wouldn't you greet someone along the way? Is this how we are to do mission work today? Is this the command of God? Are we sinning if we don't do it this way as God the Lord Jesus commanded his 72 disciples? Well, certainly when we hear the words, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing and teaching, we don't hear any of that, these words as part of that command. So when you hear these words, take them within the context that they were given. This is, by the way, at the end of Jesus' ministry. He's only a few months away from going to Jerusalem, where he's going to suffer and die for the sins of the world. He's not letting anything slow him down. He's trying to hit as many towns and villages as he can in a very short period of time. So these words are not surprising to us when we take that into consideration. He wants them to travel lightly because he wants them to travel quickly. There is a short period of time and there's so much work to be done. But out of the words that he spoke to them concerning doing mission work, there are words here that we can certainly apply as we carry out the holy command of going and making disciples of all nations as well. Like, for instance, when he says, go, we go with prayer. It was Jesus who said to the 72, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. So ask the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest field. He sees the entire world and all the people in it. He sees it as a harvest. He sees it as a large field of of like wheat and barley, ready to be picked. Now you've heard me say how the Lord has always seed planters. He makes the seed grow. He causes that heart to bear fruit. He causes that lot life to trust that Jesus is his savior too. But here now he's speaking of reaping. That one of the joys of the ministry is not only planting that seed and telling someone about Jesus and teaching them everything he has commanded us, but also the reaping and getting seed people and that light turns on, and they confess with us that Jesus is Lord. What a privilege and honor to not only be a seed planter, but also to be a reaper, to be a harvester. But the problem is, is the harvest is plenty. There's plenty out there who need to hear Jesus. There are many out there who need to be brought into the kingdom of God the workers are few. And because the workers are few, he says, pray. Pray for more workers. And wouldn't part of that prayer be, Lord, use me. Send me. We're not just praying for workers. Yes, Lord, send out other workers while us all with talents and abilities that are unique and then to be used together oh they complement as we carry out this holy command of God to go and make disciples of all nations use the talents that God has given you be part of the workers and look for opportunities that God blesses you with within the home maybe at work maybe with the neighbors Maybe with a dear friend. Look for those opportunities as we pray. God, use me. Send me. And along with praying, speak. Jesus makes it a point here that when you first enter, say, peace be to this house word peace is the same exactly the same word that Jesus spoke after he rose from the dead and the first thing he said to his disciples is peace be with you in fact he said the words three times peace be with you you could certainly take those words as well that was a common greeting when you entered someone's house but knowing that Jesus rose from the dead, knowing that Jesus paid for our sins, knowing that in this particular case, Jesus is making his way to Jerusalem, where he will offer his perfect life as the atoning sacrifice for our sins and the sins of the world. This word peace is more than a common greeting. It sums up perfectly the work that Jesus did to save us. It's the work of Sin had separated us from God. Even the very sins we've inherited going back to Adam and Eve have made us enemies of God. But because of the sacrifice of our Savior on the cross, he won for us the forgiveness of sins. And wherever there's forgiveness, there's always the sure hope of everlasting life in heaven. And my friends, that's peace. This is what our souls yearn for. This is what our souls can't live without. And in Christ Jesus, we have what our souls desperately need peace. And along with that message of peace, tell them the kingdom of God has come. And anytime I hear that word kingdom, immediately I think of, well, a kingdom is where a king rules. And Jesus is the King of kings and the Lord of lords because he is the Savior of the world. He certainly uh, rules the universe for the good of the church and the saving of souls and to his glory, but he also rules here on earth within our hearts by his holy word. And because they were preparing for the coming of the Lord, the message, the kingdom has come near you, the kingdom of God has come near you was because Jesus was coming. The very Lord and Savior himself. The very Lord and Savior who has come and who will come again on the last day as our hearts yearn for it, knowing that that day will be a day of judgment where each and every one of us, together with all believers, will be taken to the glories of heaven by the holy angels, kingdom of God has come near you these are the same words that John the Baptist was called to preach these are the words that Jesus himself would preach over and over again as he went from place to place and met people and it's the same message that he commanded the 72 to proclaim and it's the same message that you and I are called to proclaim as we proclaim the name of Jesus with everyone we meet. So go. Go knowing that you have authority, an authority that comes from God himself. For we read, whoever listens to you listens to me. Whoever rejects you rejects me, and whoever rejects me rejects the one who sent me. It was God the Father who sent the Son, and it was God the Son who carried out the Father's plan we don't go telling people what we think or what we feel or what we think we should believe we proclaim to them the very words of god that's the authority we come with don't add from don't add to it don't subtract from it don't change it always taking god at his word but when you preach that word know this and know it well there will be those who will listen Repent of their sins. And you will have the blessed opportunity to assure them that Jesus paid for those sins in full. And yet there will be those who will reject it, who will want nothing to do with it. Don't be discouraged. It's not you they hate, but the Lord, the very message you have to proclaim, because it is the message that And life so go go with prayer go speaking his holy name and go with the authority of God himself and when we go rejoice in the fact that there is no greater honor in all the world but to be a disciple of Christ who's been called Peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to a sermon podcast from Salem Evangelical Lutheran Church. If you have any further questions or would like to learn more about Salem Lutheran and its ministry, please check out our website at www.salemevlutheran.org. Once again, that is www.s-a-l-e-m-e-v-l-u-t-h-e-r-a-n.org. May God bless you today and every day.